Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review. It just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of America beer, man. Oh, we all want, we all want that. We should, we should have wanted America beer, man. America beer. We did that already, man. Is that one of those California IPAs that they made in the Russian River Valley? <laughs> Interesting, you should mention Russia. The Red River, blonde, Red River, Red. If everybody's ready, we'll we'll start with this. Uh, you know, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Uh, <laughs> to Prince is not thing. a dick; he's dead. Mm. Oh. Um, you know, yeah, we're we're gonna talk a lot about Wait, that. What? Yeah. Yes, yes. I, you know, I, I wanted to treat this honestly uh, because I'm an avid churchgoer, not, but uh, I want to treat this like a little bit of a church service day. And and I think a lot of times they set a, uh, is the term a homily or something, or is they, they they set the tone with something. So we we didn't actually decide on a uh, on a song of the year, but but I think I have a song of the year. Oh. So are you guys ready for the song of the year? Sure. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Let's go. Am I right? Now let's get on with the show. You guys are down here uh, because we have been sort of busting our ass for the better part of a year. We have killed rock stars this year with our minds. Twice. Twice. This, this corner over here. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, you guys maybe shouldn't talk about anything yeah, in the future. No. When we get to the future talk, do not talk. <laughs> just just stay quiet. Um, it has been an, an amazing year for music uh, and, and, a, and an amazingly bad year for every fucking thing else. So... Um, but at the end of the day, we have, we had a list, what it was, 72 albums, I think. We had whittled down to 45, then Paul and I fought, whittled down to 25. And this is, yeah, we've been doing this six years now, right? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Six years in February? Yeah. Yeah. This is the, I think... The best list that we've done. I think, you know, last year we didn't do a list. We we're just like, let's just talk about the thing, man. <laughs> and, you know, but but it, this is, uh, sometimes rankings are important. And uh, this year I think they were because it's so hard to discern between that. So we're going to be, we're going to be running down our top 10 this year with everybody. I mean, you guys all year have, not all of you have been on all these podcasts. 
Uh, so this is going to be fun because now we get to relitigate some stuff. <laughs> and uh, not Casey Musgraves, though. <laughs> that stays gold forever, I'm Patrick. Just, I'm just glad, Kevin, that you have such strong cybersecurity in place because I know Patrick was really trying yeah. to hack the list and trying well, to make and trying to put Schmilko up at number one. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. And that yeah. and that Dylan Sinatra thing. <laughs> oh God. Jesus. Well, it shows what you know. Because <laughs> uh, maybe it's up there. We don't oh. know. We don't know. We, we uh, uh, Paul and I, more so me, took editorial control this year. And we said, hey, this is, this is how we're going to present ourselves going forward. Because um, this is a dictatorship. It's For a little bit of, of a dictatorship. Don't be fooled. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I guess we're just going to get to it. Because this is going to be a long This is going to be a long one. It's going to be a long hang. Down here with me today is... Uh, Patrick and Eduardo, and his he's clutching the three eleven CDs. Carrie, uh, Paul is to my right. Mister Dowling is over Hello, there sir. in the in the in the chair that's falling apart. Yeah. And our good friend Sean Barna. <gasps> yep, hey brother, uh, who just lives in the neighborhood to so come hang out. Uh, so, so let's get it. All. Here we go. Uh, number ten. Anybody know what it is? Because I didn't read the fucking list. Is it? Oh. <laughs> Is it is Bach it, or is it? Uh, no, 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 it's, no, it's no name, I believe. No, no name. name. Oh, yes, okay. yes. No I, know, name. I know, I know what it is. Yes, uh, artist from Chicago. No name. What's her real name? Do we ever figure that out? Gosh, I think it's. I think it's. It's out there somewhere now. Well, let's not look it up now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, anyways, we've done this before in the podcast. You can get Skylar Goodas. No, it's not Skylar. That's not the case. That's really not the uh, case. Who is sat where you guys are sitting right now? Uh, but. Uh, no name was featured heavily on Chance the Rapper's albums this year, or in the past years. And finally, I think the first time you mentioned it to me, uh, Marcus, was about the time Acid Rap was out. Yeah, before Acid Rap, like she but was, she was going to be having a thing. Yeah, and we waited patiently. Yeah, we waited patiently, and we waited almost three years. And holy fuck, was the wait worth it? Yeah, this is uh, you know. We were talking about the Jamila Woods album. Yeah. You know, also Chicago. Right. Uh, I Obviously, we put this one higher than that. Uh, that's what the 10 means, and Jamila Woods is not higher. But, uh, but you know, this is a, I don't want to call it a new style of rap, but it is, it, it feels like something, like like the art form is breaking through into some other weird directions that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I mean, she's a poet. Like, she's a, she's a poet first and foremost, and I think that that's a thing that's forgotten in rap. Because hip hop is so much like a cultural thing now, and you could do so many things within the culture that people forgot that like rappers ideally are poets who make poems that are set to beats. And I think that's the best way to like contextualize what makes No Name so important is that she really takes the craft of like writing and expressing herself to a different level. That I mean, it's not necessarily a different level. I think it's a level that we haven't seen in probably twenty five years. I'd say, yeah, I, I would give you that. I mean, yeah. this feels like in in the year uh, in the year that Prince died. Uh, right. This is a very Princean record. This is a record like that was go the stuff that was going on in Minneapolis. Yeah, which isn't that far from Chicago. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, it feels like this. Um, people were unafraid back then to just express themselves however they wanted to do, and that's fallen by the wayside in favor of dollars. Right. And and this is. You know, I, I don't think, and you guys might be able to speak to this, you know, listening to this, we're obviously music nerds, and so we're going to listen to it and eat it up. We're going to be like, yes, this is, but as far as mass appeal goes, this doesn't, this doesn't compete with Rihanna. I mean, 
it's 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 in the same wheelhouse as Rihanna, but Rihanna just has a better like sensibility for making three minute three minute pop records mm-hmm. that like nail the zeitgeist because that's her like demanded audience. I mean, that's the thing with No Name that made this this record great was that for probably ninety nine percent of the world, it hasn't been like us obsessively stalking her career like I have for the last like three years. <laughs> like no, literally like obsessively stalking her career. Every time she drops anything on SoundCloud, I'm like, everybody listen. <laughs> Holy Grail is 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 ex- existing in the world, and um, if you don't understand, like, is she okay? So she released this record, and there was no context for this record to do anything other than just exist. Um, and what there was no hype, there was no super excitement, and it hit, and it hit in a way where people just everybody who really loves music listened to this record multiple, multiple times because it did the rare thing where a record creates its own context upon being released, which is strong. Cause I mean, to be an African-American female in 2016 and create your own hype and then exceed it is kind of like unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think what impressed me the most about this was that it, it's so quiet. Like mm-hmm. you're used to, you to seeing albums come out and there's some, some level of bombast, some kind of hook and she doesn't bother with that. It's like, Nope, this is just, these are the lyrics that uh, express the purpose I'm trying to get to. The beats are very spare, though they're well-crafted, but nothing takes away from the writing and from the lyricism. And I think it's rare to find that outside of the, uh, usually when you think about that, you think of the context of like, you know, person with a guitar singing in front of it. And it kind of takes that acoustic singer songwriter vibe and puts it back over into the rap game and does it really well. Like I, I was incredibly impressed by this album. And her and her posture on social media is just so cool in terms of you know sort of like yeah. well y'all wanted an album so here, here it is <laughs> right. right like have fun with it right? fun you've been yeah. asking for this enjoy <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to being yeah. no name right yeah the fun part about anybody in Chance's camp is that like Chance has figured out how to win without playing the game really yeah so like right. anybody who's in his circle is just like okay so I guess we have to release music in order to make money I mean. We could just do whatever we want right now and kind of make some money because we're we're cool and we're gifted and super relevant in like this kind of like rarefied indie space. So like that's that's another thing to, to take into account with this record is like she didn't have a a a, a particular like drive mm-hmm. to get this music out. It was more like oh yeah, here's some tracks and. I'm about to go make this money like because I need to like probably pay my rent and oh yeah, that would like- be cool. And it would be cool to like maybe give my mom like some money like on the yeah. side and do some other stuff maybe you know like go on vacation you know like and this, it, this, it feels like just such a, a the different startling, level of the record. startling thing about this too for me is that you know you mentioned like the the crowd that runs with chance is I'm not a fan of coloring book and and I revisited it and it's a it's sort of a mess of an album it's like yeah uh, you know we get that you love God that's great. Nobody needs an album. Like, I mean, it's like Bob Dylan talking about God. <laughs> like, and, 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 you know, there's some interesting production techniques. And, and, uh, and, uh, I, I want to blame Kanye for a lot of this because we're going to talk about Kanye before this is all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. But, but the people, the people who, uh, work with him, though, seem to be doing a, a better, like, this is better than honestly anything Chance has done. Yeah. No, and I think this, I think it's the fact that Chance, okay. So, Chance is the lowest come denominator mm. of artists in that camp. You have like Donnie Trumpet, who's like a genius. You have No Name, who's genius. You have all these people who are genius, 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 genius. 
and the lowest common denominator that like like the the person who's like the receptacle for all of their creativity is Chancellor Bennett. Which you need. Yeah, you need somebody you need who can like articulate it and stand in front of seventy thousand people and have the people all go, Yay! You know, like, you need a, you need that guy in that circle, that girl in that circle. But like everybody else in there is like infinitely better than him. I think that's the one thing we learned this year. Is, yeah. Like yeah, everybody sure. in that group is just let's let's play a track now uh from this. This is the lead off track. This is uh I mean all all the stuff we're talking about. They I mean I joke that we're gonna relitigate stuff. These these are the best albums as far as we are in this room concerned. Yeah. We all voted on it. So uh this is yesterday off of uh telephone window named Money don't really make me hope. The magazine covers drenched in gold. The dreams of granny and mansion and happy. The little things I need to save my soul. And I know the money don't really make me hope. The magazine covers drenched in gold. The dreams of granny and mansion and happy. The little things I need to save my soul. Who am I, Gypsy Rap? Gypsy need her dollar back and all of that. My devil's only closer when I call him back. Look her in the limelight. Look her in the limelight with fine wine and ecstasy. You can have the rest of me. Basket case silhouette. Cigarette in her neck. Check my Twitter page for something holier than black death. Who am I, Gypsy Black? The vacancy of Hallelujah. Me hollow in my interviews. Me only wearing tennis shoes to clubs with dress codes. Cause fuck they clubs. Everything is everything. Me no name. Me niggas doing cocaine. Me missing brother Mike like something heavy. Me heart just wasn't ready. I wish I was a kid to catch. When the sun is going down, when the dark is out to stay, I picture your smile like it was yesterday. When the sun is going down, when the dark is out to stay, I picture your smile like it was yesterday. When I remember memories don't last forever. When I deny my empty with an open letter Who gon' remember me? My satellite, my empathy The wheels be chrome, chrome, spiffy The Lord with me My halo said goodbye And the floor hit me Velvet lining in a pine box My granny filled a time slot Don't grow up too soon Don't blow the candles out Don't let them cops get you My granny almost sparrow I can see the wings The choir sings And not a da-da-da-da-da-da Only he can save my soul And I know money don't really make me whole the magazine covers drenched in gold the dreams of granny and mansion and happy the little things i need to save my soul when the sun is going down when the dark is out to stay Yesterday from No Name, uh, that is, uh, in, in my opinion, we were talking, uh, laughing about this during the break. It's such a small song. It's just a very personal, it's, it's very, it feels like uh, it was meant like you're just sitting by yourself and you put this on and like oh hey what's up buddy <laughs> yeah yeah gary has a little dissenting opinion though um yeah it's just this one Get on the mic gary Come okay on. <laughs> this this one um it's an album that i i can appreciate it without i i appreciate that it exists in the world without actually liking it or sure. um connecting to it um, I'll listen to it a number of times. Uh, I think that it would be perfect as uh, pretty much any song on there would be perfect as a soundtrack for. I don't know if you guys have seen Insecure on oh, yeah. um, HBO, of course, oh, yeah. of course. but this is like the pensive, reflective scene <laughs> where Aisha's driving through the rain, I'm like pretty after sure name cheating was on, on somebody. I, I'm pretty sure she's, she's not. On the side. I checked it. Is she not? I checked it. But who is on Solange. there? Is Blood Orange and Pac are both on there. Oh. But oh. but and Solange is on there, but she's not. 
So I was looking at what else on our top 10 was on the soundtrack of that show. And I think I would, like, I think I appreciate this album if it were attached to something. If it were attached to something else, I would probably appreciate it a, a little bit more. Um, but I think I'm in that percentage that just doesn't really connect yeah. and doesn't find this to be as special as as I should. But, yeah, but I, that being said, yeah. I fully appreciate that there is a community of nerds surrounding me that will support <laughs> this so that it continues to be made. Because I think it's incredibly important. Yeah. I think she's very, very talented and it's beautifully laid out. It just doesn't connect with me she's gonna be here in dc in when february yeah late late february I oh yeah, not, yeah. like we're, we're going to rally you and me marcus no. we have we have some work to do oh, i know because we have to we have to get her down there no i'm i'm, I'm down for it <laughs> and um, yeah. and but that is the the thing i'm most looking forward to in 2017 because i have no idea how this is oh, gonna oh I'll say this, yeah. Marcus, you might not want to lead with, so I obsessively follow <laughs> no, 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 there's a long-standing narrative. Of, like, I know no everything name. you do. No, there's a long-standing narrative with No Name and I. When she put out like her first group of like just single tracks years ago, I like emailed her directly somehow. Yeah. And there's like somehow uh, I don't know how I don't know how you found. Did not ask him how. No, I mean you <laughs> he will know, not like, tell I you. Just, I, I I I found like an email for her management, and it got to her, and she posted my article, and so she is aware, and that my my words are in her bio. Okay, no, yeah, so nice. that's a real oh, thing. Nice. So, um, but, the, but you're gonna two, have to get better chairs down here if she's able to show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So no, but I'll say this. Um, to your point, it's it's uh, it's like. When you listen to Lauren Hill on Blended on Reality, mm -hmm. which is the album before um yeah, before the score. Before yep. the score, there's a there's a jump that she makes. And it's like if you listen to like vocab, you're like, oh my god, like she's just the, the most like quiet like artist in a box and you just want to like see what's gonna happen. And then when you hear her on the score and she just like explodes through the speakers and she's like the best rapper ever, and you're like, I had no idea she was this gifted. Also, she's the best singer ever, and you're just like, How does this even happen? Oh my god. So I expect that there's something in her creativity that will allow her to make that jump. And that'll be the moment, I think, when you'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she going to be like Janelle Monet? Is that what you see this? Because no, Janelle Monet is very similar, like, it's... what you just said. Well, to me, it's more like Lauren. Because, like, the thing with Janelle Monet is that Janelle Monet has had, like, full creative control of her entire narrative right. throughout her entire career. Yeah. And uh, Lauren's more of, like, a studied you know, student of like poetry and rap and, you know, singing and R&B and jazz and all of those things that I feel like, and, and there's no like control that she has over that narrative. It's more like she's creating within a very well-defined box that of like box of awesome, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's still a box though. And, you know, she creates within that and it's not like, it's not, a, it's not completely of her control. Before we leave this, um, I do want to throw out one more thing about uh, Insecure, and I, I would like to vote for the song Broken Pussy as the um, song of the year for 2016. I mean, it, it goes right along <laughs> with Fuck You, Bitch. Yeah, it really so, so we're, we're actually going to have a, a mixtape. Isn't it Grab You by the Broken Pussy? Grab yeah. by the Broken Pussy. Yeah, we're we're going to have a mixtape of, of the songs of 2016. So, um, But Sorry. yes. So... so, so uh, no name telephone. What? Before we completely move on, though, can I just say how much more I'm looking forward to seeing No Name than I am to seeing Michael Kiwanuka next year? Oh! <laughs> why, why you gotta do that? Why you have to do that? <laughs> let me even it out. Let me even it out. I like both albums. What what I'm really excited about, and this kind of goes to what Marcus was just saying. I think that the first like four tracks on this album are 
superb. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I think the second, I say this about every album, but the second half of the album. <laughs> it's like you almost get bored. I, I, I know. Song five. That's probably what happens. It's but, like you have ADHD. I don't know. How would you, what? <laughs> it's like your meds wear off by song five. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, uh, so I really think that those first four tracks though are the best tracks on there. And I think if she can do a, a, a longer treatment of, mm -hmm. of that kind of work, I think it could be really, I think the next the, the Lauren Hill thing, I think the next leap is coming, and I think the next yeah. album will yeah. be even better. You heard her here first. She's going to be huge. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. going to be, gonna be massive. Mm -hmm. uh, moving right along uh, to number nine. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. Patrick, what's number nine? <clears throat> I'm just complimenting Eduardo on his full-on attack. His hot, his How does burn takes? of me that nobody even <laughs> understands why it's burned yet, because we haven't even gotten there. All right. So, the number nine is Anderson, I'm going to hope, I hope I'm going to say it right. Number nine. Pac. 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 Uh, who had an album out before this, but nobody really heard it, and then this album, uh, he connected with Dr. Dre, right? Uh, well, no, us heard it. Uh, Mr. Dallin heard it. Yeah. Oh, you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. some people heard it, and he's got a long history. Like I think he uh, was Breezy on, selling Breezy drugs for a while. Has a kid. Um, went in like a cave and supposedly listened to like Bowie and like three other artists for like a year and just figured out how to formulate this album. Um, I think the album reflects that. I think if you look. I don't want to <clears throat> promote my uh, Spotify list of 200 songs for 2016 that I sent Kevin, but <laughs> the artist but here's appears, me getting ready to do it. But yeah. the artist who appears the most on that list is there list, an HTTP before that? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the artist who appears the most on that it's list is, is Anderson Pac. Yeah. Okay. He has the most tracks on there because this album has the most, like I think, awesome standalone, great repeat listen melody tracks. Um. And to tell the story of this, so I heard the podcast. Was it you and the other Marcus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So was that the first? And is that Mark? Mark, 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 Mark I. First Mark I was um. It was on Title One Master. To pimp, I think. With to pimp a butterfly. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you had tipped me off to this, Kevin, and I heard that, and um, I queued up the album, and I was kind of flipping around on it, and then the track uh, "Come Down" played, mm -hmm. which is that hot trap drum out of the front. And I just list. I didn't even listen to the rest of the album for like a month. I just listened to Come Down over and over and over and over again. And then I late after that went back and went through. And I think songs like The Bird, I think Heart Don't Stand a Chance. I think a lot of those songs are they have great melodies. They have great a great sense of what's interesting in modern uh, hip hop, rap, soul music. Um, there's a lot of great writing going on. I think the lyrics are good. I think the story he has to tell is good. Um, I think that this album, strangely, and maybe this is Paul's complaint, is like a hip-hop album that you could get one of your parents to listen to. Like, I think it has the right... Oh, Paul not, has that, a not that one section. Paul has a complaint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, vote, I voted by on this. Oh, did uh, you? Yeah. I, thought, I thought your take was that it was like slow jams or something. It, it uh, is a lot of slow jams, right. but it's... But he, I mean, has a, I, he has a kid now, so he likes slow jams. He likes no. slow jams. <laughs> it's, and he loves Wilco. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. That's, that's on your third yeah, kid. Third kid is Wilco. No, I, I, I like psyops will not work in this basement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this album. I just didn't love it. This, yeah. this year, like I think, a point that needs to be made here is that this year was just full of great music. Agreed. And even cutting down a list to fifteen or twenty Very albums difficult. was yeah. nearly impossible. There's stuff that you're going to listen to for years that's in the twenty-five, thirty, forty range right there, and. You know that's kind of where the the pock fell for me is it's out it's outside of my top twenty but it's 
it's an album that I enjoy. Right. And I'll, let me follow up. It's, it's in the five to 10 range for me. I can't remember. I just sent Kevin a list last night, but, but the, my downside of this is I think it's too, there's, there's some filler on here. I think if he had made about a 10 or 11, it's 16 tracks. If he had made a 10 or 11 track album, I think we'd be talking about I, I don't album know. of the year. I, but, but some I, people I, may I'm disagree. I'm going to disagree with you, and, and this is why. Like, first of all, tell, tell, I want to tell the story of how, this is actually how me and Moore became friends. Marcus mm. Moore could not be here, but has been here all fucking year and has made uh, what I think all of us do better. You guys listening? Yeah. Like hearing and, and seeing, like he is the senior editor of Bandcamp. He's my editor. Yeah, he's, he's your editor. <laughs> but he's also just a righteous dude. Yeah. Like, and, and that happened because I got drunk on New Year's Eve last year. He favored a tweet and I DM'd him. I said, do you want to be on the podcast next year? And he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and that's that's who Marcus Moore is. Yeah. And, and, and so... Literally, the timeline of us finding this album was me driving, I forget, driving to work or something, and he's like, yo, check this out. And then I hit you up with it, Eduardo. Right, right. And then by the end of the day, we were both like, holy fuck nuts, (laughs) and had no idea, no concept of like, here's a guy, and this was before he was with Bandcamp, too. Yeah. Here's a guy who, who... Sounds like it's not going to be popular. It's not going to be. I mean, it's definitely catchy. It's definitely, it is what it is, but it, it is so against what's going on right now in music. Mm. And the bird is a good example of that. Yeah. The bird Mm -hmm. is a great example of that. And then to see this album and Anderson Pot over the course of the year become quite literally the biggest thing. Yeah. I saw him thanks to you, Marcus at Broccoli City. I had some weird artist access. Yes, you did. I was double fisting bourbon and gingers. Yes, you were. Instead of shooting the show from the photo pit, I was just sitting there watching him. Because that's the only thing I wanted to see this year. I wanted to see this guy who created this massive just bomb of soul that we haven't heard in forever. Like, not necessarily even meaningful soul. Not not talking about social issues. Just a feel-good record. Yeah. Um, I'll say that, like, this is what happens when, like, you give Bruno Mars... And people like him, like, free reign in music to just make awesome pop music. Like, when you create the lane for Bruno Mars, hmm. and Bruno Mars just decides to make every single song, then he opens up the whole... Which, it, by it the way, that album's stuff. great. That album's great, yeah. So it's like, he makes every single song, and now the, the path is wide open for, like, actual musicians to, like, and actual, like, song crafters and people who, like, actually appreciate, like, funk and soul in like a really organic way to like run and anderson pock had been in la for a decade just sitting around everybody and the thing is, is that the, the easy the, the best thing about this record is that everybody knew that anderson pock is great like everybody just knew he's like a guy you would see in the coffee shop i'm sure and you're just like that guy that guy if he ever got a chance we'd all just have to duck for cover and they gave that guy a chance this year and the most in, 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 impressive thing about him is that like he got a chance and like Everything about him got a chance to shine too, like the positive stuff and the negative stuff. Like he's a misogynist. Yes, right. It's in every single record. Yes, it sounds like no other music in R and B or soul or pop right now because we've gotten rid of that element from all music, not even just black music or whatever. Just that element just no longer existed, and he just stood up and was like, "I'm going to do this thing that nobody's done in you know forever," and just I have a clear lane, and he's like running it, and that record is great because. There's no other record to contextualize that record against. There's no other record to say, I'm going to compare this record to X. You, you just can't, because it's, it's impossible. 
you know, I know we're talking about Anderson Pock, but I, I want to go back here for a second. I thought I heard two people here say that they liked a Bruno Mars album. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if that's if that's accurate, I just want to point out that that is not a unanimous sentiment because Bruno Mars sucks. <laughs> It's a great record. It's, it's, no, it, it is well, great. It, no. is great. <laughs> it is legitimately great. It is legitimately great. Let's hear a song uh, right now. Um, we're gonna hear the Dreamer. This is this is I, I believe this is the outro music. This is this is what actually hooked me into the album because I said your categories. By yes, the way. Uh, that was Sean. He's he's serenading the cats. <laughs> uh, he he said uh, or I said that. Um, th- that this wasn't a solo album with necessarily meaning, but this track is up there with anything Marvin Gaye did. This is it's not even the black experience. It yeah. is just growing up in not so great situation. Right. And it's phenomenal. So this is the dreamer and this is the last track off of Malibu. Yeah. 
truth before I got it. Deal no rabbit in a hat. It ain't no magic, ain't no copperfield. More like a panther. You be new and Bobby Seal. Return the free lunch. You knew what we would become. What would be defunct? Which rumors would be debunked? Used to be scared of all my fears. Till I woke up from this nightmare. Now we'll become of a dream to verb. From now until we leave this earth. The music making speakers burst. I always put my people first. It's deep how when I speak, they say I'm preaching like a leader church. No proper opposition. Competition gonna need a nurse. My job as an artist is making miracles. To show you how to struggle poetic and make it lyrical. Crystallize your thoughts and make it clear to you. And make the revolution irresistible. Oh, this one's for all the little dreamers. And the ones who never gave up. That's the uh, the dreamer off of Malibu. Um, the ninth, as far as we're concerned, best album of the year. That is that is such a old school jam. That how many people try to do that, Marcus? Who like it? It fakes sentimentality. And and are you talking and, about getting beat Huh? You talk about getting beat up? We can we yeah, can go yeah, right. Yeah, we can yeah, just yeah. kick yeah, that right in the nuts. Go, let's yeah. go in on that right now. Kick that right in the let's go right in on the, that right the, now. The, the, so, the gonads. So so uh, Donald Glover, who's had an amazingly creative year, yeah, uh, put out an album that wasn't an amazing album. It is sonically okay, but it it is the actually the antithesis of this album, right? Because mm-hmm. this album is all about heart. This album is all about like real experiences. This is all you feel it. There's nothing on this. Whereas the Gambino album is all about artifice, yeah, and pastiche. So, yeah. Um. Okay. So I wrote this thing on Medium. You can find it at Marcus K. Dowling. I read it. Yeah. Cool. It's good. Thank you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> I'll put it like this. Um. Okay. You have to live life. To understand context in order to make soul music. Wait, don't be shy. I mean, it's just, I'm being honest. Like, and when you take some of the greatest soul (laughs) records that ever existed in the history of time, you take, there's a riot going on and Maggot Brain. Maggot Brain. Right, which are, you know, by uh, Sly and the Family Stone and Parliament specifically. And uh, you have. Respectively. Right, respectively. Thank you. I'm. I've, I've been. I've, you You're know. in a room full of lawyers now. Bro. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> so you, you take these records, um, and you you haven't taken PCP probably a day in your life, and you actually haven't lived after the murder of every single significant civil rights mm-hmm. leader of your generation. Um, like you can't recreate those records in 2016 without truly understanding. You turned down that. a writing job on Thirty Rock to go beyond Community when you were like. 20 right and uh, and the thing is that and the sad part too is that also like do we're i in sound a, jealous i feel jealous well yeah well we're also <laughs> in an era where you know donald trump gets elected president oh, oh. and you know black people are being you know murdered in cold blood and there's all sorts of things going on and like you have to like stop and accept this and then say okay i'm gonna take these records and i'm going to try to do a thing at no point did Childish game, you know, Donald Glover do that. Well, and, we we haven't gotten to the, and I think we're going to round out the top five or top ten, top whatever we're doing right now. Yeah, I think we're going to round that out. 
<laughs> we'll round that out with the uh, with math is hard. Math is hard with with the okay. uh, the the disappointments. Yeah. Before we take a break, <laughs> right? Because that's who we are as a people. God damn it! But, but to, that, to that point, though, yeah. But to the point about the the pock record to to keep it but, on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, what I was saying is like yeah. you can't, um, like you like you can't do that in right. 2016. Yeah, like there's no room for it. Yeah, like I mean, Anderson Pock like sold drugs and he had you know parents died like there's like a sad depressing narrative where he can understand the gravitas of like severe emotional pain and strife and it colors the way that he makes his music and his music as a completed full body sounds the way it sounds like donald glover is a really great actor atlanta is a great show this doesn't mean that he is a great soul artist like, you can act like a great soul artist, and I mean, he could have been in the Miles Davis biopic at this point. Like, I mean, that's that's a better, that would have been a better expenditure of his time trying to do He's, play acting soul music than making this album. And, and this is actually, I think, why, this is why Malibu is such a triumph. Yeah. Because it's everything that Donald Glover thought he was doing on this. Right. And We're piling on Donald Glover we are, to but, elevate Anderson. It's worth doing. Well, so let me let me say, like, I think I think there are a couple of minor uh, strikes against this album, um, and okay. uh, and and as as much as I love it, so um, I think I think one of hip hop's bad habits is is the length of the compact disc. And it's the idea that well, if it can hold seventy nine minutes, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna put seventy eight seventy eight minutes and fifty two seconds worth of material on there. Um, the other the other really bad habit is sketches, which this album doesn't have. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, because I think we've outgrown them culturally. Uh, thankfully, um, well, that's but, just Solange. <laughs> oh, we'll get no, to that. You're right. You're right. Um, there are there are like there are maybe what like six sex songs on this and and that might be well, four too many we, we actually and this is the thing we we talked about this on the no worries album and, you guys and, did yeah and, and this is and, and i have a firm yeah. i i really believe this uh, uh that he may be going to shoot himself in the foot next year because uh you know one of the things that was great about our song of the year is that it it, it echoed our sentiment <laughs> but it also was full of misogyny which is 2016 yep. and yeah. and Look, Anderson Pot has some misogynistic tendencies lyrically. We don't know if he has them personally, but I don't know why he would write about. That's the same thing as saying Donald Trump might not be a racist, but he well, says a no, bunch of shit right. that's racist. <laughs> except that, except, so, that, except that misogyny in certain circles of rap and hip hop is just there. And sometimes you well, don't know how yeah, seriously we, we to take it. Is disrespect go back, go back to women. It doesn't need an action. Go back and listen to the No Worries podcast, right. and we completely yeah. like get it's a weird thing. work through yeah. that. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's but it's it, it's it's there, and it's the thing that you have to reckon with. And it's and it's. Don't it's, you like sex songs, Eduardo? <laughs> okay, there's 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 okay. There's uh, like a, <laughs> we said we said I think I said this on the uh, the the No Worries, but I'll say it again. Um, there's I want to make love to you, and there's smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! <laughs> How dare you, sir? How, How dare you? you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, and you know, and, and not to belabor this because I know we we're, we've been going on here for a while, but I think there's also a difference between <laughs> to uh, put it mildly. <laughs> I think there's also a difference between between reveling in it and not being or not being conscious of it right. and having lyrics that examine it. Like w one of the albums that I really liked, we didn't end up covering this year was uh, Kevin Gates' Isla. 
And he, I think, really gets into the misogynistic posture instead of just the misogyny right there. Like right. he's he's really examining a duality of character that he ha- that he's going through throughout right. the album. And so some of the lyrics, you, at first you go, wait a second, this sounds horrible. And then you get deeper into the song and it's like, oh, no, wait a second. He knows that's what he's doing and he knows that that's a character he's putting on and that, and that that's part of his life that he's trying to trying to go back which, and forth with throughout the album. Which is something we've had a lot of conversations about, but that that's an important thing of art in, in, in talking about that. Like, you can assume the character because, look, if, if all art is devoid of all of that, it's, what are you talking about? Like, like what, like literally, what the fuck are you talking about? People are all of these things, and so there is a place for it. And if it's if it's a, the point of the song is pointing it out, and maybe casting a negative light on it, but too too much in on no worries, especially and on life of Pablo, like uh, you know, which yeah, we're <laughs> that's gonna get into disappointment. The collective shake my head. Did the mics pick up that that sense of disappointment <laughs> yeah. in the room? But, 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 but the collective but, sigh. But, but, oh, too oh. much. Too much. It, it's I made the bitch famous. <laughs> <laughs> That was an excellent as an impressionist. That yeah. was excellent. <laughs> but but too much it's it it has become a a device that is used uh, exploitation. And I won't say black exploitation because I mean well there's a yeah. I just I don't I think everybody in this room is not okay with misogyny. The the, the hard part is figuring out no, well, Sean, Sean is totally Sean is totally but down. He's 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 so your new, man your new album is misogyny <laughs> parts so, one and two, right? Yeah, it's called I Hate Women. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there is the best joke to ever be dropped on this podcast. <laughs> so what we're getting at though is trying to wrestle with the notion of music that we listen to or that we value for the sake of what it is and what it can be is sometimes f- filled with misogyny as yeah, a force yeah, yeah, of yeah. habit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like dial back the the thing. Ten, fifteen years on rap and hip hop, a lot of sort of the best albums are riddled with weird misogyny. Oh, they are, they are. But we we are beyond. And that's that. what's difficult about it. We are beyond that, I think, as a people. And now we are beyond this album. So oh. so moving on to number eight, Mr. Powell. Yeah, number eight is uh, an album that you know. I, you know, we we all agree on a lot of things. I'm hoping that this is uh, the one that everybody can agree on. Uh, too low. What? It's it's too low on the list. It should be higher. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's my. All right. Well, it's Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down, A Man Alive. Um, I think that a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast are probably uh, aware of her work, but um, she kind of took it to a new gear with this album. Um, and I think a lot of it was going into. Uh, a more personal place with the lyricism, especially examining uh, the ongoing effects that she's internalized of uh, her father abandoning her when she was younger, and also working with one of our other favorite ar- artists, Meryl Garbus, which uh, added a new layer to the sound uh, that she didn't have before. This is one of those that you know I've returned to throughout the year, and it's just as good as the first time I heard it. And also, you know, her show at the Nine Thirty Club kicked a lot of ass earlier this year too. So. But you're not you're not treating this album as a roadmap for fatherhood. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Just, just wanted that on the record. Imagine how talented your child will because, be. <laughs> just leave him take now. a break here, and we we've done this before. Yikes. But can can we all just pause and congratulate Paul and Lisa? On, you know, we have created a fuck ton of content this year. They made a person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lisa did. My contributions yeah. were several months back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, speak, and speaking as the only woman go in the room. Go on, go on. Slow it down, detail. Wow. <laughs> can, can Anderson Pock do a song about oh, this? No. <laughs> um, no, the thing about this album is, you know, we have no less than three Town and Get Down posters in this house. One of them is in this basement. Uh, this is a tremendous artist who is coincidentally from this area. Yep. Like, right. She's from Falls, Falls Church. Church. Yep. Uh, now out in L.A., your turf, your old turf, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and and her career has been uh, nothing less than stunning. I think from the beginning, it is a it is a weird, <laughs> it is a weird music that that just gets in. It's like the worm in Star Trek. Like it's, it gets in your ear. It's sort of angular and quirky, but like really I hate using angular at the same time. But it is, though. it is. Yeah. It's sort of like it has. It comes at you from an oblique also a kind dichotomy. of dichotomy. Oh, sorry, I'm just trying yeah, to get words yeah. you'll hate. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> Go. Go. Well, now. Uh, <laughs> no, I think this and is I, out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. We were all inside of a box, and Tao broke us out. Um, no, no, I think, and I and I think I said this when we talked about this album originally, which is just that it's it's one of those things where like everything. Um, she has these great uh, pop instincts, and then she has uh, a tendency to want to write sort of like weird, slow, challenging, but very rewarding material. And on this album, they figured out how to basically do everything in one track. So you'll have tracks that are slow burners, and but 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 on every song, there's something happening that's kind of like unique, and that'll make you if you're just casually listening to it, you'll hear something and you'll look up and all of a sudden be startled by the sound that's coming out of the speakers. So, yeah. And I mean, the, to speak to the band that she put together, I mean, a little of this was her old band, but also Charlie Glenn from uh, the trillions right. and right. Avers, which are actually on our top 25, no mm -hmm. spoilers, but Avers made it in mm -hmm. because they made a goddamn good album. Uh, and, uh, you know, she has these musicians working with her in addition to Meryl Garbus that are, they understand like how she's this weird, like angular, if you will. I I, I sort of say spastic, you know, in a good way. At the same time, though, like what I found about this album, and particularly in comparison with nine and ten on this list, mm -hmm. is that there's so much precision in everything that goes in. Like you can tell that despite its you know yeah. being spastic, every note that's, that's Meryl Garbus. Yeah, every note, every lyric is placed exactly where it needs to be. Yep. And there's no more or no less than needs to be for that particular song. Um and the when Paul was talking earlier about like the lyricism, like Millionaire is just this brilliant, heartbreaking brilliant. song. And you listen to it again and again and every time you listen to it, it is just equally as painful. Um but still just Again, precise and and sometimes that precision just hits exactly accurately. Yeah, it's my number one. I won't add much more, except to say that I've listened to <laughs> this I'm album. Going to. I've listened to this album more than Is any it? album I've listened to all year. Oh my god! Oh my god! And. Yes. I'm still surprised by it, even though I know what's coming. And that, I think, is Meryl Garbus a lot, a lot. But I also, it's not to say it's not Tao, but the, the, collaboration, the collaboration is, is yeah. so great. The, so, the chemistry anyway, between I'll just them. shut up. Well, it, ha it has that property of great albums in that, like, songs that you that you looked past the first six months you were yep. listening to it all of a sudden and so for example like hand to god is a song that the first time i listened to this album um i thought oh that's a nice little sort of strong way to finish the album and by the end of the year it was on my like best songs of the year playlist yeah. so unfortunately we're gonna play nobody dies so 
It's a good tune. <laughs> it's a great, really good tune. I just had the same experience with though. It yeah. was one, not one of my top songs at the beginning, and just recently I came back to it and I was like, "God damn it, this is yeah. unbelievable." Yeah, I mean, this this is an album of, and again, like Paul, I think you said, there's remarkable music been made this year. It's it's we have a system, but it is so hard to like decide. So when we're saying like this is better than Anderson Pac or this is like worse than something else, like that's like. Honestly, I think this is more of like this is the order we're going to talk about these albums. Yeah, I mean, but, any but, one of us or any collective smaller group of us would yeah. pick. It, it is a in a good order. place on the list in that there's a lot of idea, hip hop rhythms and ideas yes. that are baked into this cake. Yes, that are mixed with rock, and they've admitted this in some interviews that they were trying to get back to like some parts of '90s hip hop that they thought were interesting. Yep. And so it's a good bridge to where we're going next. It is. It is. So this is uh, Nobody Dies by Down and Get Down, Stay Down. Fuck yeah. Not to say, not to say, not to say I wasn't All of it, and then you send, you send. 
But it wasn't. Jesus. <laughs> Sucks for you. Oh, uh, nobody dies. Uh, Talon, get down, stay down. Now, yeah, we all are uh, honestly super fans, I think, down here. I think, didn't we all go to that show? We that all was... did go to that oh, show. I sold my tickets to Paul because I had to go somewhere. For yeah, but, but Mr. Dowling yeah. was the yeah. one dissenting yeah. opinion I'll, in here. I'll explain it. Um, all right. Okay, so... <laughs> And this this goes into my creative process. Like I when I'm when I'm writing heavily about music, which is now this this year I've written I've written more words about music this year than I have in like the last five you years. You've written for Pitchfork. Yeah, you've written band for camp. Bandcamp. I mean, it's just in the last like decade, I guess. I guess the um, Pitchfork, Bandcamp, Vice, Complex, um, Insomniac, Less Than Three. Washington City Paper, like probably a bunch of other places. So in my so creatively for me, I listen to music in silos. Like I'll like listen to like twelve albums in a week, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. and then there's like you know three or four things that might need to get premiered, and I'll listen to those. Boom, 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 boom. And you get into like a headspace where you're like, okay, so the music that I'm really digging is like, and in, in in the case of this, which is like this really beautiful straight ahead, great record, like everything else that I've been listening to a lot this year was like really experimental music that was like expanding the, the, the mindset of like popular music and like. We're decomposing popular music and we're going into a different direction. You're not you're not including the Florida Georgia Line album that we reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally am actually because the Florida Georgia Line record in 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 all of its like holy terror is is a wonderful thing in the sense of like okay, so Nashville isn't Nashville anymore. So what is Nashville right. now? Yeah. Nashville is New York. Right. Okay, what does that actually mean? So it's like sometimes I get too far inside my head, and like a great record will just not be where my head is at, and I can't like and it's like it's yeah. It's the easiest way to say it is like, okay, so like I need to like reach out of my head and grab the record and pull it down and look at it. But I sometimes that's just not happening. So like there's records, like if you look at all the records that I've liked this year. Yeah. There are all these records that are just like so far in the future. And it's like I have to like do Dissenting some... opinion on my on uh Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 AKA Voice of Reason. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. He loved it. Yeah, me? Oh, absolutely. I love Sturgill because I think that Sturgill is. Okay, somebody had to be the guy to say, you know, this this pop country thing can like make all the money. He has like one person had to be the guy to be like, screw it. In the mainstream, pop country has to make all the money and win all the workers and win all the win all the awards. And Sturgill made a record that specifically was engineered for that purpose alone it was a grammy winning machine and it's going to do that that is not a laudable critical goal right there like that's nobody, like what you're saying nobody, good for you you made your money you don't say that's a good album no but that's but we're in an industry right now where that is actually i'm sorry no a I'm, definable goal i'm not reviewing the industry i'm reviewing whether i think an album is good and saying congratulations you had a purpose that i think is shitty and you achieved that purpose does okay. not win you any points I also, <laughs> I also i also value people that like decide okay i'm going to win because that's a certain. There's a certain level of like shittiness to that, yes. And but there's also a certain level of like, okay, I'm gonna win. And then it's like with people like Sturgill, you get a sense that like if he does win, then that's like the end. And then it's like moving backwards from he, that point. He he won. I don't know. How, well, actually, I do know how we got on Sturgill because I I triggered this. But but uh, he won. He's on Atlantic Records. Yeah. And he's gonna Grammy. win some. He's gonna win some Grammys, and yeah. then you could go backwards from that and do 
The other thing. That's fine. I don't I, I don't begrudge anybody's success. I think you should make your money however you want, but it's the same reason that like when a good actor goes out and, you know, plays a supporting role in a superhero movie and makes five million dollars, I don't give them props for that. I give them props for whatever they do next with their with their career if they choose a good movie that isn't gonna make them the yeah, money yeah, right yeah. there. So if this is his make the money so I can do something cool, great. I'll listen to the next one and I'll <laughs> applaud that. Um, we need to stop talking about social systems. <laughs> yes, we do. Because we were talking about telling the get down state. And your point is taken, like, it, that there are some things that you are just not in the headspace. Yeah. This is not where you're at. This yeah. is, and, and this is, like, to cast a wider net around what we're doing literally right now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we don't hear. There's a lot of stuff that we aren't in the headspace for. Yeah. Like, this is a very specific... Uh, thing that we do i think and uh we can take a break and talk about this like what we do down here is you guys come over we have a few beers mm-hmm. yeah a few, a few. <laughs> how many sean <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then um, we spend 11 days talking about something yeah 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 but, but and going but, off on tangents uh, and taking a break to talk about something yes, else yes this is this is so meta this are is you, totally are you, meta are you dongling up right now <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sometimes we have really brilliant callbacks. Yes. <laughs> Dongles yeah, for my dog. You know. <laughs> but, you know, we we the stuff we decide to talk about is just what hits us and what mm-hmm. we're feeling about it. It doesn't mean we're right about anything. Right. No, and the thing is it's funny. It's like it's like I re-listened to the record like before coming over. Like it was yeah, like yeah. It, it was like in my... I know you hated it. Yeah, like I just was like, uh. and it was like literally, like I was like, I I saw it on the list, and I just went, yeah, I heard it when it came out, and it was like good, but yeah, down to get down. Let's oh. talk about yeah, like mm-hmm. just I was like, okay, <laughs> you've lost track of what we're even talking about. <laughs> so it's like, Much it's like many of our listeners, it's a sad you day when Sean is keeping us on yeah, track. So it's like, <laughs> you're like, and I'm like. And it's like the same way with like you with no name, where it's like you hear it and I, you're just like I was literally getting ready to just say mm-hmm. that. That's where I am with no name. Is I you guys all put it up, you guys all had it on the list, and yeah. I was like, Okay. And you not, hear it, you're just not like, for me. Yep. All right. And it was and then I let's say I listened to it before coming over here and I was like, Oh, you know, like the year has ended. I'm 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 in a better <laughs> space now in life. I'm not stressed out and facing mm-hmm. a deadline you and have like, your macho man shirt on you damn right i do but um you know so it's like i'm like oh wow this yeah yeah maybe maybe it's and the thing with me with records is that i come back to records that people tell me about all the time as being yeah. great records years sometimes after they come out and that's fine yeah and, and what we're saying by you like it but today is not what that we're day. saying by exactly. putting this up here is it like if you didn't get this this year come back to it yeah and that's good. I think that goes for anything on the list. Like, if hey, you, absolutely, yeah. If you have, because there's so again, there's so much good music this year. Like, that's the crazy part. Yeah. It's like there's there's stuff that just people have it here. Like, I was talking. Uh, well, let's go to the next song. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll come back to these album, bigger yeah. points. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so at sitting at a sweet number seven, I'm trying to do my uh, Z100 voice. I'm like coming in at sweet number oh, seven, yeah. Dead Hines, otherwise known as Blood Orange. Freetown Sound. Uh, this is an album that uh, I connected with immediately because it sounds like the '80s, and therefore it is sort of like, <laughs> like just sort of you right in into my soul. But it wasn't actually until you, uh, Mister Dalek, myself, and uh, 
Marcus Moore went to see him at the Lincoln Theater that it really like kicked into to um to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I had an interesting conversation last night with my Lyft driver. And it was about <laughs> 80s music. This not, not not Uber. No. Lyft. <laughs> I wish you had recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> and and a- apropos of nothing, we were talking about Kendra Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And how that's a soul record. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, he said, you know, 80s music though, some of that shit's timeless. And Billy that's Ocean. A, yeah. And well, yes. And and, and that's what you're getting uh that's Thunder what you're down. getting with, with Blood Orange's Freetown Sound. Uh, you know, this is a record made by a guy whose sexuality is completely fluid. Uh a guy who has been got the shit beat out of him after yeah. Coachella yeah. because of his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh but he he's a black artist. He is a uh if you're in America, an immigrant artist. He's from London. Uh, all all these things that in 2016 were not supposed to like be okay, and he made one of the weirdly. It's a machine based album, all sense, but it's so weirdly like personable. Yeah. Uh, so go. He's um he's human. Like that's the one yeah. thing with with Dev Hines. I think that like you you sometimes make a, a pop star like bigger than humanity. Like it's like okay Rihanna is bigger than the universe. Beyonce rules the world. And Dev Hines like, I'm a dude, and I'm really, I think I'm gifted. Like, that's the thing, when you watch him live, it's funny. Because he's, like, dancing on stage, and it looks like there's nobody else in the building. Like, when you listen to the record, it's (laughs) like, you're listening to the record, and there could be no desire for him to, like, actually make a pop hit on any level. He's just like, I'm sitting here, and I'm making some music, and I think it sounds cool. I don't know if it's cool, and that's and that's the, the humanity of it. It's like he's like uniquely human in that way. Like, okay, I'm just kind of like doing some stuff. And the funny part about him and his popularity is that Dev Hines doesn't make Dev Hines popular, but like other mm-hmm. artists and other people say that Dev Hines is great. Mm-hmm. Like Solange is like Dev Hines is my favorite producer, and it's like, well, who's Dev Hines? Oh, he's Blood Orange. Oh. Okay. Also, Lightspeed Champion. Yeah, right. All these other names. Because, again, a, a person that names himself, like, a thousand things does not even know how good the one thing is that he did. It's like, okay, I have to yeah. recreate my entire persona to do a different thing because I just don't know. And it's, 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 that also makes the record good. It's like, okay, so, like, I'm diving into this guy who's, like, really gifted, but he has no idea that he's just gifted. And so it's like, every time you listen, you're like, oh. <gasps> He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Because it, it's not like that Beyonce thing well, where it's he, like, Beyonce's the best. Well, even even take a track like uh, Hands Up, which yeah. we played when we reviewed this. And, uh, right. and most of these albums I think we have reviewed. I, I don't think... Yeah, actually all of them we have reviewed. Yeah. Uh, Hands Up, you know, portrays and, and places the crisis that we thought was the worst crisis we were in, uh, which may still be. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, in America in, in 2016 uh, in a very comfortable poppy feel good thing where where you can listen to it and you can be dancing along to it and, and but then all of a sudden one day you'll pay attention to the lyric and you'll be like oh man he's talking about kids getting shot hmm? he's talking about preventing kids getting shot this is comfortable to listen to in a way that one of the albums we're going to talk about later is not. 
Um, and they deal with a lot of the same issues. But what a tribe! Yeah. What a call out car seat. Nice one. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. It's but but, I can listen to this one over and over again. I still can't listen to that tribe album all the way through without just breaking down in tears. Mm -hmm. This one you can actually access and access. Right. And this was actually released (laughs) earlier. Success and access. How many years have I had? (laughs) You can success. This was earlier um, in the year too, and then yeah. and that and that yeah. has a lot to do, I think, with, right. with with where this was. This is very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one is one. Um, Marcus and I were talking earlier about uh, Michael Kiwanuka, who's g- his in, has Wait, ended are up you at talking 11. about Kiwanuka again. I am. This <laughs> so is the first time sound effect for that. <laughs> um, which ended up at eleven on the whole list, but um, just, for just me, missed it's, the cut. It's. Uh, Shut up! <laughs> wow. So peanut gallery. So God damn it! Um, so much hate on this couch. Come on, preach. Me. Do it. Anyway, uh, we were talking about like why he didn't like that album, or it, not necessarily didn't like it, but just why it wasn't in his in his yeah. list. And it's he thought it was a good album, but it didn't really stick. This this is one for me that none of it actually sticks with me. I listen to it, and when I, when it's on, I love it. And then yeah. once it's off, I don't think about it. And I don't find myself going back to it. And it's been around <laughs> for a, a while. Is that a positive or a negative, though? It's a neutral. Um, but I, it just, you know, it struck me that the same, in the same way that he goes yeah. back to it again and again, it hits me in the same way that other albums have hit him. That it, it's, it's a fine album while you're listening to it, but it doesn't, it doesn't stick. Mm. But what does stand out is that the, it is such a contrast to the Tribe album that is so yeah. in your face. And the lyrics let's, are so let's, just punch you in the gut. Yeah, let's play a track now. We we played Hands Up when we reviewed this, but I want to play a track, uh, EVP, which is nice. just... Good song. Which, yeah. is, which is... Again, Peanut Gallery. He didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to play what he's going to play. Well, that's right. You just changed the whole <laughs> dynamic of this podcast. That's why we're here. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Going forward. Going done. forward. Carry rules. We only we only speak when spoken to. <laughs> EVP blood orange. What made you? 
Miss Dojo. Blood Orange EVP off the album uh, Freetown Sound. Uh, we're just going to continue with that, Eduardo, because, look, guys, we've been talking about this all year off mic. His opinions don't matter, right? Right. Yeah. Right. He's I just mean, here. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. Unless we're bringing up Faith No More. Oh. He, really, yeah. his, and, and, you um, know, what's his, his level of expertise. <laughs> what's the likelihood that we do a Faith No More podcast? <laughs> His historical content is overridden by other people. Uh, wow. No, that that is a that is a uh, remarkable track on a remarkable album. Mm-hmm. I I I feel all the you know. Look, we voted on it. It made it. It made it. <laughs> but I I feel any of the criticism on that on that record. Uh, but I would implore anybody who loves that record to see it live. Yeah. I I can't even tell you how that show was. I shot it. I couldn't write about it. Yeah. Because it was like Prince, Michael Jackson, like George Clinton. It was it was everything. I remember I, when I was I was sitting next to Moore at the show, and I went, "This record, this performance is so much better in his bedroom mm-hmm. when he's singing it to the microphone, yeah, dancing around." I mean, the thing about it is like he has like dancers on stage with him, and there's like choreography that's kind of like loosely done, and 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 I think that the the real point to this record is that. We're at this place now in music where you don't have to sell units to be successful. Like, success can be defined in any one of a trillion different shouldn't, ways. Shouldn't that be, like, always, though? I mean, that's what we're getting back to. I hope so. As an industry, I mean, that's, that's where we're going with this thing as we get towards, you know, absolute zero. And yet we're giving Sturgill the props for... Like, uh, one person has to be a... <laughs> <laughs> one person to win. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm going to call this rabbit hole, and I'm going to shut down the rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> stop! <laughs> Move on. Okay. Wow. So there is a mother uh, in the room. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> he says quietly off mic. Sit, sitting, sitting at number seven is Blood Orange is Freetown Sound. Sitting at number six is number somebody six. who is. Huh? I like that number six. <laughs> Can you get an echo on that? Can you can you and Eduardo do an echo? Six, 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 Um so uh sitting <laughs> number six is an artist who has been down in this basement. Uh and in fact she was down here right before she exploded. If you if you want to talk about an artist who deservedly, I think, uh mm, got nice. all all the praise, all the uh, success, everything. Talk about one uh, Miss Lucy Dacus. Uh, from Richmond, Virginia, she started out her career uh, opening for our friends My Darling Fury, who just opened right. for Zinnia Rubinos, mm-hmm. who we just saw last night. Yes, we did. Um, and um, she made an album this year called New Burden. And I am uh, not the type of person who, who generally gets into... Th- this is a Paul album, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right, because because right? it ha- because it has feels. I, I enjoy the album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like yeah. it sounds like nineties alternative. Yeah, right. exactly. Sounds the first like three ni- songs, especially sounds yes. like nineties alternative. Um, but and this speaks to like our last podcast where we were talking about how you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a confluence of people who were uh, involved in the project, uh, people who were just fans that put it on our radar like way back in February, and. She was up here, and this is now she's opening. She'll be headlining nine thirty when she comes back. But at that time, she was playing Bathtub Republic, which is around mm. the corner. Jesus, 
And uh, house show. It, it no, it's not like a house show. It is a house show. So not ordering her this album before it was purchased and reissued by Matador. Yes, will go down, and now it's on record as one of my life's big regrets. So oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, because I just you just don't have, like the brand on I it? wanted to have the original vinyl issue of the, you know, of the album. Paul and Paul has you're, it, I'm sure. You're, you're either living a really good or a really bad life. If those, <laughs> that's your big regret. <laughs> it's the ones that I'm talking about on Mike Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 so what we have here on New Burden is this is a collection of songs uh, that this, at the time, I don't, she was 20. Like she just turned she, 21 yeah. this year. Yeah. She was 20 when she was down here. Right, right. I was going to say. And so she didn't have any beers at all. All of you regulators who are we, out we, there. We did not because we didn't have time. Because we are not an illegal podcast. You didn't commit a crime and give her a beer is what you're saying. No, we yeah. didn't. Um, <laughs> I mean. There's a lawyer and a mother on this couch. <laughs> at least you wouldn't stuff. have violated any federal you know, law. Right. <laughs> state law. But somehow, uh, you know, we talk about the life experience. We talk about like people lived in albums. So and somehow she hit this nerve where every song on this album like touches you uh, in a way that is not inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, can you show us where the album touched you? <laughs> Here's on a this, record. This show doll. us on this vinyl where the vinyl touched um, you. <laughs> you know, th this, this, is, this is an artist who is wise beyond her years. And, and honestly, I, I know from talking to her, and, and talking to her down here and seeing her at, at the show at Bathtub, and then seeing her at the 930 Club opening for, uh, I forget who she was opening for, Hellmouth, maybe. Uh, but I think that's right. But, like, who is, her mind is genuinely blown, but at the same time, much like Xenia Rubinos, is all business, and she's like, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really surprised when I looked up um, her background, because I'd listened to the album about 20 times in a row, and mm -hmm. then looked up her her and i knew she was from richmond but that's about the extent of it um and then when i looked up the uh the bio and it was like she's what and i had to like double check her birth date to make sure i wasn't looking at an old bio right um because this album it this is actually my number three for the year it is oh. so fucking brilliant um and her vocals uh really evoke a, a lot of uh a lot of ground that she hits a lot of artists that I don't particularly care for their music, but I like their sound. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it sounds a lot like Hole. And I've never yeah, liked... Yeah. I've never really liked any particular Hole song, but I really like that bored, disaffected, um, you know, don't just hands off, don't look at me sort of vocal. But I didn't really like any of the songs that Hole came out with. These songs are absolutely amazing. And the fact that somebody who's this age is putting together lyrics like this is just yeah, from, incredible. From start to finish, it stuns with like the depth because it, like we're in our mid forties, Carrie. <laughs> Define mid. Okay, yeah, we're mid. <laughs> you're being, mid, you're mid, being mid nice. Um, it also has like. But, uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. But 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 my point is, is like you, there are certain universal things that people like care about that you continue to care about throughout mm -hmm. your life that you actually forget about that you and and. Some of these songs of this album are stuff that was like, oh, that's what it was like when I was youth. But some of them are like, now. I don't want to be funny anymore. Mm. I'm just going to put on a short skirt and be the cute one for a while. Is, right. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't matter how old you are or what age you hear that. It right. doesn't matter if you've been married for 20 years or you're out looking. It is, God, you know, that just, it really hits. Like, I'm just so exhausted of the role that I play 
in the world around me right now. I think it's I think it's her perspective. I think she has this, um, and I think we touched on this earlier, and and it came up on the interview. Is just she has this like cinematic perspective that um, uh, you know it, it's I I think about um, I think at the time I likened her to Amy Mann. Well, she was a film student. Yeah, I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, and, three of three act structure. I mean, it's all yeah. A lot of the narrative structure is is taken right out of film. Yeah, and so and so, and so she has this ability to to present scenes that are familiar, but from a new perspective, and it's literally and it's and it's it's, it's in the writing. Um, and um, I think you know, I think uh, uh, she's she has this um, just just unique um, gift for like uh, taking objects and making them. I think I think it's the uh, uh, shit. I'm forgetting the name of the song, but it's the idea of like. Um, a life there. There's this life of possibilities out there, and you have this map sitting on the wall. wall. You yeah. and it does. And you it does have no learned good. so much this year because that's the track we're going to play. It's a segue. <laughs> um, and, and you're right. And uh, let's play that track right now. And uh, so this is "Map on the Wall" from uh, Lucy Dacus's "No Burden." Mm-hmm.
Carrie, yeah. Carrie, you were saying? Yeah, no, no. no, no. Matt does do good hanging on the wall. And that song reminds you of Cold Specs. It does. It reminds um sometimes her lyricism gets into that so super bleak area. Yeah. And actually, Cold Specs has a number of songs that are evocative of maps and She's, uselessness and traveling. And, and Cold Specs is one of those people that we've we've had uh we've had some people down here. Mm-hmm. And we've had some people that we go out for, you know, uh, Sarah Watkins, you know, yep. we, we uh Cold Specs is one of those people that we really want to talk to. And she really won't talk to you. No, I think she will. I think she will. No, she she doesn't really do a lot of... Is is Marcus stalking her as well? I'm not stalking her. God, I should have never told her the name story. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Marcus... uh, um, There's the thing with, like, there's this female singer-songwriter thing that comes around the sun every, like, you know, 10, 15 years, where, like, I feel like there's a level of intelligence... In, in like the good stuff that, that she has and it's like you you know that there's a trope and she's walking along the line and you're like okay I feel comfortable and it's like Liz Fair we talked about uh, Courtney Love all of that and it's like okay great like and there's so many artists that like walk along that line and then they get mad and then it just turns into like dissonant noise and right. horseplay and you're just like okay this is just really kind of like now you, you've gone from being like brilliant to just being like pink and it's like okay <laughs> great like congratulations you've done nothing but uh but in this case like she Pink goes a- not coming on the podcast <laughs> well i mean i'm just being honest but um but you 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 like watch her and it's like she hits the point and then she keeps on going and it's like the, the songs on un- on un- 
unfurl that way to me. And it's like, you're like, oh, yes, yes, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is really getting good. Wow, that was creepy. I, I'm, I'm not sure. If, I, we cannot put the three of you on a couch together. Because <laughs> no, but that's the way we're, only, we're only on number six. <laughs> do you think like five to go? Yes, no, we do. I feel when I listen to like, like, it's like when you listen to somebody who like, writes a song well and like you know uses a certain level of like you know like intellectual like qualities in the songwriting like that really showcases and you're happy for it yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's somebody and i said this off mic that's somebody that like you need to talk to yeah like, she'll be back yeah. here okay like eventually sure. but like you you need to talk to her because when when you sit down with somebody who is i as, as an old and you hit somebody down with somebody who is now 21, was 20 when she was down here, and she has a very concise, just sort of regimen of thought. Like, she knows, right. like, what she's doing. She know, And that's why this album is successful. Right. Because, and, and why a lot of albums aren't successful. A lot of people make art because they just want to, like, prove something. Yeah. But no, she made art because she wanted to say something. Right. And you could tell that. That's super deep, man. Is it? Daria would disagree. She's not here. <laughs> She'd be like, you're an idiot. The lady has run away <laughs> yeah. for the afternoon. Yeah. So that's our number six. And uh, we're about at the end of part one of our, our best of for the uh, year that is our 2016 here. Uh, Fuck you, 2016. Yeah, no, I, I want to talk about before. So we'll, we'll do negative now before uh, we get into our. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, mm. so uh, the the past like five albums we talked about are obviously some of our favorites. They are obviously some of the best albums. I I think they are objectively. I think when we reach a consensus. That equals objective. Paul will disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it defies the definition of objective, but yeah. otherwise, I mean, you know. Flies <laughs> completely in the face of any definition. <laughs> so, 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 but, uh, but there were some like mighty, mighty disappointments this year. The, the what we thought was going to be the shit. We thought this is how. First of all, we thought. We knew how 2016 was going to go. Nobody knew that. But we thought... <laughs> I mean, pretty much this... week one, out of the gate, fuck you, Bowie dies. Okay, yeah. So that yeah, yeah. Set the that tone. sort of changed the tone here. Shit. So, so I want to start with Patrick. Like, what, yes, what, sir. What's your big disappointment this year? Well, I have two. Musically. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I have Ooh. one. <laughs> oh, this, is, this isn't like when you find out that Peter Chang's tofu had actual braised egg. Yeah, with the tofu. <laughs> Fuck that. All right. So, um, God damn it. Don't bring that up. I told someone that last night. Still bring I swear me to out, God. Man. Uh, okay. So, my two are, and I'm a huge PJ Harvey fan, and it's nominated for a Grammy, and it's like on Greg Kotz and a few other top 10 lists, but the Hope Six Demolition Project. Oh, I tried really hard, man. I really love her. I tried really hard. That's a piece of garbage. My other big disappointment, <laughs> yeah. and I don't need to, I, I don't, she'll put out another good la album later. I don't want to say any more than that because maybe she'll come on the podcast. My other big disappointment, and maybe you'll all laugh at me. I know Kevin will, but maybe Eduardo won't, is the Ockerville River album Away. Oh, yeah. uh, having yeah. been an Ockerville River fan for a long time and even realizing that they haven't been quite as good since the 09. 2010 time frame the last two or three albums haven't been 
as quite as good as some of the stuff from earlier, but honestly, most of that album makes me want to take my own life. It's just not very good. It's slow. It's sleepy. Oh, wow. It's just it's not in a good way. Not, not take your own life in a good Ockerville no, River no, kind yeah, of way. No, it's not. It's just really, and I went to their show, and the show was actually better than the album, and there is one song in there I can sort of handle, and and I kind of like, but the rest of <laughs> it, I just- you cling to life. Right, and the rest of it, I just was really like, what happened? So those would be my two big disappointments. All right, Eduardo. Get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um with uh, twin uh, married disappointments and in, in Kanye West and Taylor Swift and they're and they're and they're and they're very different and I was I was among uh, the group of people with whom I talked to about music I'm like the last person to defend either of these two people as having artistic merit and I think um for, uh, with Taylor Swift it's very simple and I think I talked about this uh, before on Mike which is just the idea that like she is so carefully her brand is so carefully manicured that she didn't have a voice or a, a you're position you're talking about her as a person though yeah, you're, you're not saying she, yeah, yeah, yeah she no, didn't she no, didn't no, 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 she's no. had <laughs> she's had a few singles i mean <laughs> i mean she she, she co-wrote some stuff with <laughs> calvin harris uh, i believe uh, she's got to do it with zane out yeah, now it's, so. it's, it's, <laughs> that is a fresh track and we haven't had a chance to fully absorb it <laughs> and, and consider all of its implications <laughs> <laughs> uh and 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 with Kanye obviously we've we've spent a lot of time on on Pablo. My brother was actually at the San Jose show where this whole oh, recent right. Kanye West yeah. mess started and um and it's not gone well for him since then and I I I you know I and, and let's I take wish this, it well. let's take this time to talk about Pablo <laughs> because uh oh, that. no we don't <laughs> Again, yet again, you do the perfect segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because uh, I think Marcus, like when you and I like became like actual friends. Yes, was when you came over to listen. You came over the wrong day for a podcast. Yeah, and I said, "Do you want to just sit on the couch and listen to Jesus on the couch?" By the way, that that Carrie gave us. <laughs> we moved in the house. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, and I I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's when we became when we were just yeah. like. Oh, this is yeah okay okay, and so life of Pablo comes out. All right, we're all fucking hype. We are ready. We are. We're ready for a return to we, form. Yeah, right? Well, for... I, no, I don't think return to form. I think we're just ready for like whatever is fucking coming next. Like do it. And what we got next was, and I and I say this after after coming back to it. Like we didn't we. Like very deliberately, did not cover it this year. You and I had a long conversation at the end of the uh, M yeah, Word yeah, podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, we what we got was an album that is. Do we have it now? Yet? <laughs> yeah, is it still? Is it still? Uh, is no, fix wool? no, no. Yeah. Now I think it's it, it is. Fix wool. It it's a weird thing. Like I I think it's a, a legitimate cry for help and i don't i still don't know how to right. process this i've been thinking about this since we we talked to Rajee chat about it yeah um, yeezus was a record that everybody had to hear but nobody had to buy sure and i think that's Correct. the hardest part of being an artist is that you suddenly realize that like your art is like worthless like you're you are you are in and you if you're kanye west like his whole entire creative like concept is like I am an artist of worth. 
I do things that are worthwhile. Like All designing white t-shirts. Well, I mean, he puts a lot of <laughs> yeah. effort into this white t-shirt. Like, yeah. I make a white t-shirt. And the, 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 the theory and practice behind the white t-shirt is, is why it's important. And then there's one day you wake up and suddenly <laughs> yeah. it's like, wait, the music that I make literally makes no money. And I spend a lot of money making music. And it's like, And crap. I spend a lot of time self-promoting this music. Right, and exactly. it's not, And yeah. is that doing anything for me? So it's like, okay, and then it's like, you have to make another record. And you also then are in the, like, the midst of like looking at like Kendrick Lamar and like a hundred other rappers just surging by you, like making actual raps again. And Kanye for a while, like with Yeezus, he got away from like rapping really good. Like it was like, okay, <laughs> like I don't have to like rap well anymore. You Like I've been like with, with the decade stuff and the, the nightclub stuff, I've been like, having to like listen to a lot of old music mm. so i've listened to like kanye like graduation era kanye like mix mm. mixtape era here, kanye here, when yeah. he was like yeah. a rapper he was like the best rapper rapping and now it's like i don't have to rap anymore hip-hop is culture so i'm a cultural creative and he's a reality star right i mean he's not a musician anymore yeah so but now he has to get back to like rapping well and it's like it's like a foreign art to him Okay, counterpoint. In a lot of ways. Two yeah. things. One is, I listen to them a lot. I stuck it out longer than you many, many on this podcast. Yeah. I do think they're admirable pieces. I do think he's actually still a good producer. I don't think he has anything left to say as a rapper. I right. think he can still rap. I that, just don't, that's actually I just don't think there are any he, worthwhile he, he thoughts in his a, fucking he's a head. He's right. producer. He right. has nothing left to say. So, so that's number one. Number two, his first four albums, I'm talking up through 808s and Heartbreaks, yeah. and I like Yeezus too. So let's say five. I'm gonna put game, uh, whatever, watch the throne in a sort of its own separate yeah. pile. But like, how many artists have made that many top notch good albums in a row and not oh, yeah. either Ten not albums. either gone crazy or like never been able Second. to get to that peak but again? Put, like, yeah. the, like, and, then, like, and so why are we expecting Pablo to be as good as because, because, because he's going he's going on every single Twisted, possible forum that he right. can yeah. right, right, right. reach because and he's telling us it should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diana Ross went crazy. Best. Bob Dylan sort of went crazy and then came back and then went crazy but, again and now is sort of crazy again. Like it happens. Nobody's the self promoter that Kanye is to Carrie's point. Right. Like right. Kanye's like I'm the greatest artist ever. Yeah, and but you're like, in fact, in fact not, <laughs> not one, but like three times than I've Have you ever he, heard he, an he interview with Nina Simone, though? No, she no, was no, out of her gourd from like the age no, of 25. But Nina Simone but she's did, a not, brilliant singer. did not say she was you as genius the, you as could out, Einstein. You could go out in the street and ask 10 people who is Nina Simone. Mm. How many do you well, think now, would say, yes, I know? Right. Yeah, now. But yeah, but Kanye, like, kids these days. Yells, <laughs> Kanye, yells, <laughs> Kanye makes his excellence in obscenity. That's the problem. Like, he's like, I am. Dope as shit, son. I just Watch think he my, needs to. I'm gonna pull out my dick and put it on the table. Yeah. I just think he needs to. He needs to go away or for a little bit. He needs to go away. He's done that for a bit, and then he can come back. And probably when he comes back, it's gonna be really interesting. But there, he needs to go away for a little bit. But there's got to be a level of self awareness that right. that guy does not have. Well, he's and not may, surrounded yeah. by people may, who understand well, this. Well, that's oh. amazing. And he may never. He put that video out, and then yeah. immediately started texting and tweeting. Now everybody's going to sue me. I'm going to be notorious. Right, right. It's never good when you me. say, now everyone's going to sue me Not in a text one or a tweet. lawsuit ensued so, from that. So, we had a whole, so, conver so we had that, a whole conversation actually, on the podcast yeah, about that. That specific point, Carrie. Like, let's let's look at, at the albums that Kanye has done. Yeah. Which albums, like, rank as something that we need to carry forward? 
The first four. The first I four. Would say. No, I would not say all the first four. Which I would. one of the first four? Um, I go with um, the first one, more than likely, because it's the first one yeah. you get all of his like. We is the Lauren Hill sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, yeah. I, st- I still think Dark Twisted is like maybe the album of okay. the. I love Dark Twisted. Of the, of the millennium. Yeah, it's a badass. Uh, yeah. That's in, in eight hundred years, people well, should look, hear Dark. He Twisted. has six or seven albums out. Is anyone here think that four of them aren't worth carrying forward or three? Yeah. yeah. Which who? <laughs> Which ones aren't worth carrying forward? Um, 808s and Heartbreaks. 808s and Heartbreaks yeah. is great I if you just listen to it by yourself I, while you're lifting a, weights. 808s <laughs> is literally the only Kanye West album I actually like. Really? Okay, See, I think it's good. Whoa. But the, the, thing, the thing with Kanye no, that, is... That's what, fucking valid. Oh, High five, bro. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing to me ultimately with Kanye is that he fell into a weird era where like hip-hop was doing, as a culture, hip-hop was doing so many different things that there wasn't, like, a unified idea of what hip-hop was. Like, Jay-Z is blessed by the idea that, like... Hashtag he w- blessed. Right, exactly. <laughs> blessed by the idea that hip-hop, when he became a star, was like, we all we do is, like, drink expensive bottles of champagne and, like, just act out in public. That's what we do. And so he could, like, excel at that. But Kanye comes along when we're like, Okay, rap's doing fashion, and we're doing you yeah, know, politics, soul, and yeah. politics, and dance music, and this and that. And Kanye like expanded himself across all of that to the point where, creatively, by this record, he has nothing left. Like that's why he doesn't Ultra, have anything left to say. Yeah, it's funny. Like Ultra Life Beam is, you know, for many awesome. people, the best record on that rec- on yes. that album because hundred percent, it's the only thing left that he hadn't really done. Yep was like make like an actual gospel record so it's like okay that that record great because you the yeah, first chance and, and blows when, him when off you the, say record you mean track yeah, like, yeah. Chance blows him off the mic in that song yeah right but I, and I think a lot of that also is just the fact that like chance the rapper's like oh i get to work with kanye i gotta like kill this i have to like go yeah. in and like do the best work i've ever done in my life and he well, does it. he also shouted Agreed. him out a bunch on on coloring book which was not good yeah. so beyond <laughs> figuring out which Kanye West albums are going to move forward. I would like to point out that before Marcus's brilliant exposition of that, Kevin and Paul agreed on something <laughs> and high-fived one another. We did. Let's which I have yeah. been here for, for five of the six years. I have literally never seen that. <laughs> Paul, has been, Paul has been softened by his child. Uh, you mean it, so, ma- it so makes you it, more tolerant of him having like, a child? <laughs> who, who's next with the uh, the disappointments? Oh, who's next? Well, no, I I named I named two. I named Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah, yeah. who didn't right, release Karen? music, and Kanye. Uh, well, somebody's standing up. No, so no, yeah, okay. Um, I honestly, I'll be very honest. I had a kind of a transition year um, with my kid, with my life, with my work, and so I didn't really pay attention to what music was coming out and then get excited for it, and then get disappointed. And I think that's how I'm going to live my life from now on. So I didn't have low a expectations. lot of very low expectations. And yeah, then if something is great, things. it's nice. Um, if there's one thing that I'm somewhat disappointed in as a concept, it's that Casey Musgraves put out a Christmas album. It's not bad. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad yes. in the realm. In the, oh my God, like, Paul's face is why we need video like, of this podcast. But the, but the issue is like, like the, cur- the curve is Christmas albums, right? The curve is in Casey Musgraves' album. I know, but for me, what I, how I prefaced that was not that it's you put a it good out. Christmas yeah. album. It's 
that Casey because I have she's to still do, she's she's still chasing Taylor Swift in my mind they're still locked in the Steph Curry Russell no, 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 Westbrook no, no. battle yes, yes. to see that, who is the greatest but that's the thing is that it, it, it that's a real narrative by the way it'll, 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 it'll play out over the next seven or eight years it's a very real and visceral <laughs> <So it's> narrative <laughs> <laughs> because the problem is that I feel like I spend a lot of time defending Casey Musgraves from you know because from that, Patrick we, we're good from, from Casey from, she's a, from a lot of different perspectives from people who are like oh she's she's country she's pop She's pap. She's not serious. It's just the same like happy bubbly bullshit that makes you feel good. La la la. She's mm-hmm. got cute cutesy lyrics, but it's like you know that album last year, Pageant Material, is still I swear to God one of my favorite fucking albums it's, ever. It's one of the best. And albums I'm waiting. Ever. And I'm waiting until Patrick is Patrick is away <laughs> temporarily. Up, but here comes Patrick. So, yeah, back so, to the beer run. So, uh, but, but but the fact that she now makes a Christmas album, a very Casey Christmas, I'm like, God damn it. I can never defend you if you keep digging yourself into holes like this. It's actually better than Taylor Swift's Christmas album. Right. Okay. And okay. it with faint praise. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? Casey Musgraves. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. Why did Metallica release an album? Because they have to. Like, there, why there, did that was, happen? There was an ellipsis in search for a metal album like, title. Oh, <laughs> and it landed on so Hardwired and self destruction We can actually talk about this. I got so mad. Yeah, and we can talk about this. this. You got so mad about that. that I, got, album? Like, I listened to it and I'm like, you guys aren't metal anymore, so why are you still. How are they not metal anymore, though? Okay. Metal. Objectively, when it comes to Metallica making metal, I want to reset the tape because it sounds like it's going on. Okay, buckle up. There's like a certain level of like angst that's related to youth and related to like accessibility to like mainstream expectations. Like Metallica was great when like you knew that like the 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 music they were gonna make was gonna like hit like the very peak of like pop culture. Like you're gonna like Inner Sandman. Boom! Bow! It explodes. It becomes okay. like the zeitgeist. Okay. They they're not doing that anymore. So it's like, what is metal? That doesn't about... make him any less metal. But, I, it's, I, no, but in my mind, it does because ball, ball, because for me, we'll... that is their that is the so, expectation that they are boxed into as an, an act. So, like, so, so, Warren, let's revisit the conversation that you and I had uh, very drunkenly. In fact. <laughs> Uh, That's an excellent thing to revisit. Yeah, Yeah, full disclosure about uh, Metallica. It's a whole podcast. Oh, not Metallica. We did. Uh, We did. uh, We did. We did Megadeth. Megadeth. And and we talked about like what is the metal. And well, I think you know. I think Metallica has a very. I think I think Metallica's career progression is like so. Like I hear you with Enter Sandman, Marcus, and. And as and so I'm I'm wearing a Virginia Tech hoodie. My wife went there, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's all these reasons that I have to care about Inner Sandman. I think uh, I, I think Master of Puppets. I think and Justice. I think these are superlative orchestral metal albums yes. that have where the shortest track clocks in at like six minutes. Yes, and every fucking song takes its time and it does something. I actually think, unlike uh, unlike Megadeth, which. Um, they they came at it full on, but like I re-listened to that album post Trump election, <laughs> and, and oh, holy shit, does it does it not work? <laughs> it's, it's like get on, You're like yeah. Um, 
Whereas, whereas Metallica is for... killing our chances of getting Dave Mustaine on this. Yeah, well, well, the Sarah Palin of metal, as I call Dave Mustaine, <laughs> can take oh can God. can take a flying fuck as far as I'm Excellent, excellent. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I think there's a really interesting conversation about who's had the better career post 1994 or five between right. Megadeth right, and Metallica. Right, right. And and up until when you sadly, say interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, Patrick won't be invited when we talk about this. Um, but it's I, a gradual I think gradual evolution of the peanut gallery <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Yeah, I, I so, can, so your disappointment is Metallica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just I, dude, I. Paul, Damn do you have it. any disappointments? I, I, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah. All of us. I think Paul's disappointed in although, all of although us. Although I think, I, I think it <laughs> was a better album face. than people give him credit for. It just was not a... It, was, it wasn't the metal album we deserved. <laughs> right. I wanted, to, I wanted to have my ass blown off. I'm like, I'm listening to this record like... Hard, like <laughs> Hardwired to self-destruct is the, two, is, is the 2016 anthem that we all <laughs> unfortunately deserve. Look, Paul... <laughs> Any metal song should be played on a glacier, in a church, or in a glacier, in a church on a glacier. By who? Those are the only ways. By elder, 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 the Wreckmeister yeah. harmony is. Yes. Like, these are these are metal bands. And anyway, Paul, hmm. you're disappointed. My disappointment, which will spark no discussion because nobody here had any expectations of him other than me, was uh, James Blake's "The Color in Anything." Mm. Uh, I love the last two albums. <laughs> This was not a good album, but you know what? Much like his last two albums. I was disappointed as well, but, but I a, wasn't that dumb. He had a good track on uh, on yeah. Beyonce's album, yep. and uh, right. the great thing for me is that there was a great James Blake album that came out this year. It was called Blonde. Oh! oh. 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 Damn, bro. Uh, I mean, talk about passing the mic. Nice my disappointment is Blonde. Ah. Uh, is, you know, we, we all sat down here... Four years ago now, uh, we weren't down here. We were at Andre's, and you guys were savaging the uh, Japan droids and getting upset that I was like, Channel Orange is the best album of the year. <laughs> I mean, Paul, Paul. Pink Batter. Pink Batter, man. Is- a, a, a year ago in this basement, your biggest <laughs> disappointment was Mr. Ocean, Where Is Your Album? That's true. Yeah. Oh my god, that is exactly accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and here's the thing here's the thing about Blonde is that I feel like a song like Nike's, a song like Solo, song are brilliant. Right, like like I think I think I told you like once a week solo just shows up in my head. Yeah, yeah. No one called for it. No, no. But it's there. No, like but if you know we don't do a uh, a year end track list because we don't like to be completionists. We you say, don't, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. you 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 do. Oh, if you want to put yours up, we'll we'll do I that. Do. Oh yeah, okay. But as a as a whole, <laughs> it's all Smilko. Yeah, uh, a, as a whole, the Channel Orange to me, and and honestly to my my lady who is not here, like to Daria. We heard that album. That that was the new soul. That was the new hope of everything going forward. And it didn't matter. I mean, it was fun to argue about it, but it didn't matter to us, like whether or not people like got it or preferred Japan droids to it, like whatever. 
It wasn't rap. It wasn't soul. It was it was fucking Frank Ocean music. And this time around, Frank Ocean music just didn't quite connect. He made a, in a very different way than Kanye, I think, made a album about himself that nobody necessarily is going to care about the majority of it. <laughs> like you guys are shaking your heads, Paul. You're, you're like, yeah. I think it's funny that you mentioned a new hope because it, everything you're saying sounds like Star Trek or Star Wars. Yeah. Where yeah. Jesus. The first album was the first three out, the first three movies, yeah. and right, then the, right, right. and then Blonde is the drivel that came afterwards. Because, because so was, hopefully his next album will be well. Well, well like to be clear, like I actually, I mean, I, I put on Nikes and I put on like Solo and I put on. There's points on this album that I'm just like. This is gorgeous. This is some of the most gorgeous music that has been created, not just this year, but in the past like decade. It, it is fantastic. But then it goes into the Frank Ocean hole. But I remember when you, when this came out, and there was either a party over here or a podcast over here. There was some sort of social gathering here, and you had it on, and you were like calling people to the door. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Listen to how bad this is. Come here, come here, come here. This is <laughs> yeah, so no, terrible. Yeah, yeah, right. It, no, listen, you're right. Listen to this. Right. Isn't this awful? You're right. It's, <laughs> I think the thing about this record that like stuck out to me was like um, two things um, in, in retrospect. Number one, I wish that Frank Ocean had more control over his own narrative. Like I wish he had actually talked more in the midst of the last two years. He didn't say anything to us about like, well, sure. somebody broke my heart and the record industry sucks and I hate my life. And I might just want to not ever record music ever again, but I have this album mm -hmm. that I am in the midst of creating. God damn it, why am I making this record? Right. If he had said that, then, you know, all, all bets off. Like, okay, we, we know what you were dealing with, man. So if Also, if he said that, like, maybe the record wouldn't have been created. But here's the thing. I kind of like that. Like, when yeah, we, would... we start talking about this like it's you know conceptual art where you need to have everything contextualized. But you... when he but when he pops up, puts out an album and a pop up store and a comic book or whatever the hell else he's doing. But like at <laughs> he least puts out six songs. <laughs> yeah, it's not an album. It's fine, but that's not it's fine. Double, it's a triple album. Creative control is a real thing, man. Like you yeah, can you can if you put out thir okay. So like, what do you like to do in your spare time? <laughs> <laughs> What? What do you like Change to diapers, do? What do you I like think. to do in your spare time? Raise, what's, what is a spare a time? Okay, so let's say so let's say that you like let's say you brought thirty six change diapers and you just put them on Are the you table. Saying that the this Frank like, Ocean this album is thirty six. Listen to me. Listen to me. So it's like you 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 put thirty six change diapers on a table and it's like okay, this is my body of work from the last like three weeks. And it's like, okay, well, why are there thirty six of them? Yeah, but the thing is, he well, didn't. But he didn't do that. But though. he did. He put out no, a record, he, and then he followed with another record. But he put out. But they're two separate uh, separate records. But we're not talking not about endless right here. <laughs> it would be no, one thing if no. they were good. The thing is, Blonde is good. We've I think I think Blonde where people is are real... fighting about albums that are not their disappointments. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fighting no. over Kevin's disappointments. I, I, I think Blonde's an excellent <laughs> album. I think Blonde yeah. did not satisfy the desires of he... people who wanted to hear Channel Orange or Channel Orange upgraded. Correct. And it was a totally different sound. And I didn't like Channel Orange that much. And this, knew, falls, if, this if, falls squarely into my wheelhouse. If, if I knew what was coming, I would close my fucking mind yeah. because you hated Channel Orange. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of with Kevin in that I didn't really like the album that much. I like Channel Orange more, but 
and I didn't like it as much as you. But yeah. here's the thing. I yeah. sort of disagree with the narrative point in that yeah. I think part of what an artist is supposed to do is use their art to tell the story. Hey. Now, given where we are in the media, so you have Frank Ocean not saying anything for four years and then putting out this album, and then you have Kanye saying everything for four years <laughs> right. and putting out this album. Like, what do you prefer? Including where do you want this to he, go? Like, just, we, we're in an age where all artists have Twitter. You're a journalist. Yeah, I just need him to tell me, okay, like, all right, some dumb boy broke my heart. Hmm. Just let me know that so that I know that what I'm about to listen to is going to, like, really be a slog. Like, I just know this. Like, yeah. I was, I, that's what frustrated me. Hmm. I was not expecting this to be that much of, like, a slog to get through. That was going to be so overwrought. No. But... If the album's good, and it sounds like you didn't like it, so you probably you oh, don't no, think I so. Oh no, I definitely didn't like it. But if the album's good, then you shouldn't need that description. If you need it, the description, it's a crutch. Do you need to know that Bob Dylan was getting divorced for Blood on the Tracks to be a good album? I mean, like, no, I hate that, everything but goes that's, back it's to a Dylan. Sorry. It's a completely different Wait, era. Bob Dylan's divorced. <laughs> it's a completely different era, Robert though. Zimmer? And also, I think that like <laughs> I, I could also say that I believe that Bob Dylan's a better songwriter and creative than Frank Ocean is. Hundred percent agree, <laughs> but not everyone. <laughs> I've never seen Patrick move faster than, uh, <laughs> to put his face so, on a mic. So, uh, so we have some opinions still about Blonde. <laughs> um, but that brings us to the end of part one of our best of 2016. <laughs> crazy like four-hour podcast. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be crazy. Um, <laughs> tune in on Thursday because uh, the rest of the shit is coming. And I think we've, we've sort of spoiled a little bit. Drives up in there. Uh, maybe car seat. You guys don't know what's coming. You, you think you know. You don't know where it is. You think you know. You don't know. You have no idea. You think it's like this, but really, it's like this. Austin, so, uh, you. hang out, uh, drink a beer, and uh, we'll be back in a few. I still No, 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 no.